What does social media advertising cost and what will be its ROI? Or in other words, its return on investment for investors, for brands, for businesses and individuals. That is, what will a brand or business achieve on social media? What will they get back? That's exactly today's question and we're going to answer it on this podcast. Let's go. the PhD in social media podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Papandoni. Join me on my journey to learn social media marketing inside out and together we'll each try to earn our own figurative PhD in social media so we can all do great social media marketing. Welcome to today's episode. So today we're going to be talking about ROI on social media. So more specifically, what does it cost to be on social media um, in terms of what is that advertising cost? And what are um, investors, advertisers, brands and businesses, what are they going to get back for their investment? Okay, so like how much um, does reach cost? How much does a click cost on social media? And how much will it cost for you to make a sale? So um, there are a couple of ways to think about this. The first one is that ROI or return on investment, which is the acronym ROI there, um, is largely dependent on your strategy. So if you have a strategy that's tailored to just getting people to a website, um, when people get to that website, that's going to be your benchmark for success. So whether people get to that, that uh, website um, or not is, is basically your goal and you want to assert that when they get there how much that's actually worth to you So if you're a business that you know sells something on that website, let's say it's consulting services You know and one service could could cost you know uh, an hourly rate maybe $200 an hour so when someone gets onto your website that's awesome for you because that's a lead and you know that once someone gets onto your website they're likely to call you at a certain rate and then they're likely to uh, buy with you which means that that click could be worth you know one in four calls you so maybe fifty dollars because one in four will call you for a two hundred dollar consultation so you can say that that click costs you fifty or is worth to you fifty dollars and then you can work backwards to figure out what the cost might be that is feasible for you to put through your social media marketing so that you know that you're not paying too much to get somebody to click across to your website on top of this um, and we're going to talk about that example as well later on today. Um, on top of this, maybe you just want to get people to a website because you work for New South Wales uh, Department of Health or you work for another health-based agency where you just really want to get people to a website so that they read the information that you've got on offer about um, the different programs that you run or a, a different um, disease awareness campaigns that you might be running. Or maybe it's just about your brand. Maybe you just want to achieve brand awareness. In this case, ROI is just simply based on whatever your success metrics are. So that might be in terms of web visitors on your website, or that might be in terms of clicks on your social content, or it just might be the reach on your social posts. So what you need to look at is what is ROI to you and to your brand, and it needs to map back to your strategy. If it's an awareness goal, you're most likely looking at reach. 
or web visitors. If it's to click on something and for the consumers to take some sort of action, um, then you're probably looking at clicks. If you're looking at more a, a disease awareness campaign, which is common to, to be run in the health space, then you're definitely looking at web visitors for those particular pages in which you want to get more reach on. If you're looking for people to complete your survey, then you're gonna need something like clicks. Now, on the other end of the scale, we might be looking at sales. This is the very pointed end, and it's perfect for determining ROI because we can suddenly put a dollar value to that. So instead of estimating what we said before that a click might be worth $50, we can now say that a click turns into a web visitor at a certain rate, and that web visitor converts to being a customer and making a sale at a certain rate, let's say 10% on your website. Now we can say that this web visitor has turned into a sale at, let's say, 10%, and that's worth to us $30 or maybe it's worth a whole lot more. I don't know what that's going to be for your brand and you need to figure out um, what your total cart value is or at least an average cart value. So that's either uh, depending on if they're only making one sale of the product, let's say you only sell one shirt and you can only buy one at a time, then that would be your average cart value it would simply be the price of your product. But if you can buy multiple things and um, multiple versions of that same thing, so multiples, then um, your average cart value needs to be worked out because a consumer may come across, sorry, a user may come, come across to your website and turn into a consumer by buying three of your shirts or maybe one of your shirts and maybe someone comes across and buys 10 of your shirts. At that point, you need to figure out what your average cart value is. This is the same for any type of uh, business that is selling anything online and even if you're doing offline sales as well. So continuing on with our thought there about average cart value, if you sell e-commerce things, it's kind of easier to, to consider how you might do things. You need to find out what that average cart value is. But if you're doing offline stuff, then maybe that ROI is in terms of how many times people call you or um, you know, book an appointment or whatever it might be. Um, you basically need to figure out what your ROI is going to be based on your strategy and based on what's going to be helpful in achieving that strategy. What makes sense to your business? All right, so now that we've talked about what your ROI might be, now we've talked about things like you know having clicks or reach as an ROI kind of metric, a KPI, um, should we say, a key performance indicator. Um, also, it might be web visitors or it might be sales or it might be calls or appointments booked. Whatever your ROI is, we can map this back to things on social media that we can put a price on so we know how much is it going to cost us to get to that goal. Now, if we have a goal like sales, let's talk about the entire customer journey and how much it would actually cost a brand to uh, use social ads to get a sale. Looking at average metrics, of course, your metrics may be better and they may be worse. I'm not sure what they're gonna be, but you're, you can use this uh, customer journey to map out your customer journey and apply in there the benchmarks, the average benchmarks, and see if you're better or worse and see where um, you need to improve and also what your average cost might be to acquire a customer. So let's have a look based on an average customer journey uh, from social media to a uh, clicking through to a website and then on to the users buying on that website. So let's talk through that customer journey. Well, first off, we need an ad. We need to share that across our social media channel. Then uh, a users are reached on this social channel. Let's say it's Facebook, for example, at the moment, and uh, users engage with this social ad. 
at whatever uh, engagement rate we might see there. And then users from social click through from social to web. So there's going to be a number of clicks that happen at this point in the customer journey. And then they're going across to visit a website and then across from there, they're going to be um, converting on the website to buying. And, and of course, using this customer journey to also um, be replicated into whatever your ROI is. So at this point, maybe they get to the website and you want them to call the business or book an appointment, then that can also um, be mapped in this kind of customer journey as well. Just exchange sales with phone calls or whatever it might be, book an appointment. Okay, so let's jump through that um, customer journey now, given a $100 ad budget on Facebook. Okay, so we're using regular Facebook uh, feed ads at the moment. We're targeting a general audience and we're using average metrics across the customer journey to explain how those metrics are actually translated and how your money is used from a $100 ad budget across to making a certain number of sales. Okay, so um, $100 in ads um, in an ad budget will actually stretch across given an average uh, CPM of $15 that will reach 6.6 thousand users. So just under 7,000 users. Now, where did I pull that figure from? Well, an average CPM as it's known, which is a cost per mil, uh, mil standing in place for 1,000 and 1,000 really represents a thousand impressions. So how many times is your social post going to swipe across a screen, either an iPhone screen, um, Android and any other smart device, a tablet, a uh, desktop, Facebook version, whatever it's going to be. How many times is your social ad seen? How many eyeballs are going to be on there? And the way that is calculated is for every thousand, um, we kind of map out the price for such, and that's known as a CPM. So an average CPM that you might see on Facebook is $15. Now, if you're in a um, industry where, you know, your content is quite good, let's say you're in the automotive industry, luxury, high fashion or food, then your CPM will be lower. If you're in an industry where, um, you know, your content isn't possibly as, as valuable or not seen as quite engaging, um, then your CPM might be a little higher, let's say up to $30. So anywhere between about five to $30 is an average CPM for social media. So we work with 15 just to get a baseline here. Okay, so we're using a $15 CPM and that will achieve for us almost 7,000 users. Not bad for just $100, right? So a low barrier to entry to jump onto any social media and use your $100 ad spend. But that's a different story. So jumping onto social and spending that $100 in your ads is going to reach 7,000 people. Now people might engage with your social ads, but if those aren't your metrics, then there's no need to map the ROI on how many people like your post or comment on it or share. Of course, those things are gonna better your reach, but they aren't exactly what we're looking for if we're trying to make sales. Um, and in particular, in this example, we're talking about e-commerce sales on a website or getting someone to a website to uh, make a phone call to you or book an appointment or simply view a website page that is about the topic in which you are advertising or about your brand. Okay, so basically that engagement is on the post. But the only type of engagement that we're going to map here is a um, is a number of clicks, right? So out of the almost 7,000 users that have been reached, only 1% will actually click on the post. Now this percentage and this ratio is known as the click-through rate, uh, CTR there. So a standard for this 
is about 1%. So of the 7,000 users, or specifically 6,667 users, we get about 67 clicks from social, and those are people that intend to click through to the web. We then have a conversion rate of those from social who have clicked on the post, so out of our 67 clicks, who then jump across to the website. Now, for various reasons, there is a conversion rate at this point of people who actually make it to the website. Um, in here is kind of considerations about you know how how long your um, website takes to load, whether people miss clicks, whether people clicked on your post, they wanted to buy whatever it was you were selling, but they decided that it wasn't for them or they didn't want to look um, outside of Facebook at the minute because they were enjoying their social media feed scroll with their brain switched off. So um, whatever it might have been, a number of clicks doesn't always equate equally to the number of web visitors. So what we see is about a 50% conversion. So I would put it down to if you've had 67 clicks, you're going to get 33 web visitors. Okay, so about 50% conversion. So now you've got 33 web visitors on your website. Again, not bad for only $100 budget. If we scaled this up to a $1,000 ad budget, then we'd have 333 people on our website. 333 people that weren't there before and wouldn't have otherwise been on your website looking at your content, looking at your brand and everything that you've got to offer them to make a sale, right? So now that your users are on the website, we see a certain conversion rate. So maybe people jump on the page, they see the shirt you're offering and boom, they buy it and that's a sale. But usually this happens about one in 10, so 10% conversion rate. So what we might see from 33 people on the website, we might only see three sales. So off the back of this, a total of three sales will come down to three sales out of your $100 budget, which is a cost per acquisition or cost per customer, CPA as they say, um, this will come down to a $33 CPA. Why? Because you've made three sales off the back of a $100 ad budget. Okay, so the next thing we need to look at is, well, what if our product is only worth $15? Is this going to turn a profit? Using a marketing system like this with a $15 product, where I'm only selling three shirts for $100, is this going to work? The answer is a straight out no. A $100 budget, only making three sales off the back would only produce $45 in revenue minus your ad budget, you'd actually be in the red. So basically what this shows is that an average CPM, an average click-through rate, the conversion rate being considered across from social to web, and a 10% conversion rate on your site would not turn a profit for a $15 product. You would need to have your product, given these stats, to above $33 for you to even turn a single dollar of profit. Now, it's not all doom and gloom because if it's a $15 product, maybe you've got a higher conversion rate on your website. Maybe your ads are cheaper because it's only a cheap product or maybe it's a high value product or maybe it's just jam packed with value. Maybe it's a book of some kind that teaches people how to make millions of dollars, in which case your CPM will drop because people are interested in what you are selling once they are reached by that post, they'll like, they'll comment, they'll share, and that CPM will go lower. Your click-through rate will be higher. Your um, conversion across to the web visitors 
uh, could be also higher based on that fact. And also your conversion on the website will be higher. And then at that point, maybe your um, cost per acquisition will most likely, given all those factors, your cost per acquisition will go lower, which means you'll either make more pro profit on your book that's that's rated at, that's costing $15, or maybe you will make more sales um, and, and turn a better profit for what it, whatever it is that you're selling. Okay, so that's ROI from the start to finish for a $100 budget. What would this look like for $1,000? And we kind of teased a little bit about it before in talking about web visitors being 10x what we said. So we said 33 web visitors, this would come out to 333 web visitors. So if we had a $1,000 budget, it stands to reason that this budget would scale. Now for various reasons, your budget might not scale because it might see a bit of fatigue, but between $100 and $1,000, you're probably most likely to see a pretty good scalability of your budget. That means that $100, if $100 buys you three sales, if we put in $1,000, which is 10X $100 budget, then you'll also see 10X your sales. So you're likely to see 30 sales. This doesn't change any of the conversion rates, the CPM, the click-through rate, um, the 50% website conversions and the 10% website conversions to make a sale. So what this does is simply uh, charge it up or scale it up, which means that you'll have more sales, but you'll have to spend more in the ad budget. Now, how exactly would we do better with our $100? How do we, how do we make our $100 work better for us or more cost efficiently? Well, basically you need to go through each of the steps along the customer journey and at each point try and increase the metrics that we're using um, as a standard. So it's almost like considering it like a funnel and a lot of people do consider this like a funnel. So you've got um, ads on, on social media with a $100 budget, that starts us off. You are then reaching an audience of 7,000 people at this rate. But if your CPM could be better, then of course you'd reach more people, you'd get more clicks off the back of that, you'd get more people on your website and more sales being made. So everything is dependent upon each of those conversion rates at each point of the customer journey. So wherever you can better things, that is going to be all the better for you in what you are doing to get the most out of your advertising spend. Okay, so how could you better these conversion rates? It's all well and good to say that these conversion rates should be better. Uh, this is only an average um, at, at what we are looking at at the moment and your CPMs might be better, your click-through rates might be better and your conversion on the website might be better. But let's say that they're not. How exactly um, can you make them better? Well, I'll share with you a few quick tips uh, just to finish off this podcast. So to make your ad budget work better for you, what you need to do is make sure that your content is absolutely impeccable. You need it to be high value. You need it to be short and snackable in little pieces that are optimized for social. If you have a white paper, don't chuck the whole white paper out there. What you need to do is create either little videos or uh, images that are sharing the best parts of the white paper and link across maybe to the white paper. You can also then build things exactly for your audience. So if you've written your white paper for the healthcare industry, let people know that it's for the healthcare industry or it's for doctors or whoever it might be. Um, the more content is tailored to an audience, the better 
uh, it will be. The more value that each of those audiences get from that content, the better. And again, just remember to be short and snackable and always, always go by the benchmark um, as to whether or not you would share it if you were part of that audience. Is the content worthy of a share from the business owner? If not, then rethink what content you're doing. And of course, take that with the lens that you would be potentially part of the customer audience that you're actually talking about. Next part there is the clicks. Now, how do we better the clicks? Again, this talks to content. If your content is valuable and built for the audience, then you're most likely to get more clicks. Um, In talking about the audience, You can also make sure that your targeting is tight, making sure that your targeting comes through within the ad, as we said, if it's for the healthcare industry, let them know and also target them correctly. There are so many options on uh, Facebook, let alone any of the other social channels um, that are out there and you can be so niche with your targeting and so highly targeted that you should get in there and play around with all of the different groups. You know, um, one thing might be better than the other thing and you need to get in there and see which one is best for what you're doing and continually optimize. So with that comes the, um, the one thing to make everything better is to test things, know what's working and then seek to um, equal or better your results each time. So drop what's not working, drop that dead weight and push on with the things that are doing really well for your brand and getting you those results. The things that are getting you the higher CPM or the higher click-through rate, keep those on and drop all the other things because all those other things that are performing poorly, you know, content that's not valuable, that's not snackable, that's not targeted right, all of those things will add to the cost of your results and take away from your really good posts and the average will average out that you know the cpm will come down lower based on those poor performing posts and not be really attributed to all your perfect good posts so just think about that um, as you're going through in in order to get the best conversion rates on top of that look at your website is it seamless or are you confusing your users Um, Think about the load speed. Think about whether it's specific and related to the ad that you put up. If you posted the ad about the blue shirt, don't feature the red shirt on the page. You don't want to confuse your customers or your potential customers rather. The next part there is just make sure that whole customer journey is seamless. Are you confusing your user as you go along? Do they know what you're selling? And you know what? Have, have an analysis of your customer journey and, and think to yourself what could be going wrong and try and test out that one piece and make sure that it's working optimally. And that's about all that I have on how you can optimize your conversion rate. Um, I wish you the best in actually testing this and seeing what your CPAs are and how many sales you can make per hundred or per whatever your budget is. And also mapping out what your ROI or your return on investment will be based on your success metrics and your social media strategy. And as always, I wish you the very best in your social media success. Have a great day. I'm Lauren and it's bye for now. This podcast is a production of Inside Out Digital. For more on Inside Out Digital, well, you know what to do. Please like, subscribe and share this podcast if you loved it. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now and cheers to your success.